0: Welcome to Fran Talk, where we discuss all things franchising. Fran Talk is brought to you by Success Franchise Advisors. I'm your host, Mark Stevens. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to Fran Talk. It's Mark Stevens, CEO of Success Franchise Advisors. Thanks again for joining us. Today we're going to be talking about the most common question asked in franchising: How much money can I make with that franchise? I'm going to kind of break it down, explain why it's a uh, such an obviously simple and valid question, why it's not always the easiest question to get answered, and the role the item 19 plays in uh, in that question. First of all, uh, how much money can I make with this franchise? Hey, man, you're asking me to invest hundreds of thousands of dollars, sometimes even more than that. You're asking me to make a 10 year, 20 year commitment to this business. And in a simple conversation, you can't even tell me what my uh, financial potential is with this business. I would be a fool to make that investment, you're right. But there are actually laws in the franchise world that prohibit the franchisor and frankly, your franchise consultant, anybody that has a, a vested interest in you becoming the new franchisee from answering that question. Uh, again enter the item 19. First, what is the item 19? The item 19, which is also referred to as an earnings claim, uh, today's true technical term for it, is a financial performance representation. In the industry, we call it the FBR because financial performance representation is a mouthful. (laughs) Say that three times fast and you'll see what I mean. That is the one section of a franchise disclosure document that does speak to uh, the amount of revenue, the amount of money that a franchise can, does currently make. Now let's uh, let's rewind back to the, say the 1970s when the business format franchise was absolutely booming. The McDonald's and all this stuff was going on, and back then making statements about how much money you could make with a franchise was not really regulated at all. Guess what happens there? People trying to sell you on becoming their next franchisee were uh, exaggerating, uh, flat out lying to you about how much money you could make with this investment, which obviously led to a lot of people losing their money, losing their livelihoods, and obviously led to a lot of lawsuits. The government stepped in specifically the federal trade commission and said hey we need to get tighter regulations on this and that was the birth of the ufoc which is now the franchise disclosure document and the section of it called the item 19. basically an item 19 is where a franchisor can tell you hey this is how much money our franchises are generating. Now, notice I said generating, not how much money our franchisees are making, and there's a big difference. A franchisor, when it comes to the item 19, one, is important to know that, A, it's optional. A franchisor, does not have to include an item 19 in their franchise disclosure document. In fact, of all the items in the disclosure document, it is the one that is optional. Two, a franchisor is given a a good degree of flexibility um, as to how it presents these numbers to you. And as long as the numbers are in fact accurate, as long as there is a good documented data set to back up the numbers they present to you, they are allowed to present the numbers to you in that way. I'll give you the easiest and probably most common used example when it comes to franchisors and the numbers they present in the item 19. Commonly a franchisor will tell you, hey, our franchisees that have been in business for no less than two years are generating X amount of revenue. Now, why would they do that? Because with most businesses, you have a ramp up period. Year one, typically with our startups, we're not making a ton of money. Um, So they are allowed to back out those businesses that are on the ramp up phase. Um, It helps keep the numbers strong without the franchise that just opened last month that's still in their ultimate infancy of the business kind of blowing that bell curve, if you will. Another thing that's important to know about most item 19s is they speak to gross revenues. They don't speak to net, and this is important. One, the biggest reason why they speak to gross numbers is commonly, this is the only number the franchisor actually knows. Franchisors collect royalties based most often on gross revenues of the franchise. So that is the number that a franchisor actually polices. So that's the number they have a firm grasp on. Some other areas that a franchisor may have a firm grasp on is something like cost of goods sold. If you're in you know, the restaurant business, a franchisor will commonly know what your food costs are Because they were directly involved in securing and negotiating food costs. Franchisees typically will use a single source of their product or or food distributor so that they can leverage a group buying discount. It's a big advantage to being a franchise. But notice we're still leaving out a lot of variables that all lend themselves to the net earnings, the value of owning the business, the profit that a franchisee is putting in their pocket. And a franchisor is not allowed to tell a franchisee, hey, you have to run your business this way in terms of numbers. They have a lot of authority in how they can tell you how to run your business, but they can't mandate how much you pay a manager. They can't mandate how many lunches and dinners you run through the business looking for write-offs. They can't mandate whether or not you pay a spouse a salary to come into the business and make coffee in the morning. That is up to you, the business owner, the franchisee. Other variables that come into play, what if I'm a location-based business and I'm in a fairly high-rent market, Uh, so my retail location may cost me $8,000 a month, where another franchisee may be in a lower-rent market, and uh, the cost for their same retail location is only $4,000 a month. There's a $4,000 a month discrepancy, which can lend itself very easily to the net margins of that particular franchise. Other things, what if I'm in a market that my staff uh, employment rate is very, very low and I want the best of the best, so I'm paying more for my managers and staff than somebody that may be in a market that has a higher unemployment rate and therefore they're able to get their managers and, and staff for slightly cheaper. All of these lend themselves to how much profit the franchise can make. So when I look at this item 19, Yes, I can get a good grasp on, hey, if I can get my business to the stage that it's at the data set that they've shown me in the item 19, there is a very reasonable chance I can get my business to generate these kinds of numbers. But again, we're still talking about gross numbers. It's one thing, my business does a million dollars a year in revenue, but it costs me a million dollars a year to run the thing, my profit's zero. So we still have not spoken to how much you, the franchisee, can really make. Now, some of that you can, you know, reverse engineer a little bit. You can use some second grade math to get a firm grasp on what my net profits, what the value of owning that business is. The item 19, they are attractive. They are a uh, good starting point. But... by no means are the end-all be-all to basing your decision on what is my potential return on investment. So how do we really find that out? Again, me the franchisor, me the franchise consultant, me the franchise salesperson, I'm only allowed to speak to you about numbers, about earnings potential, if it's in writing, if it's in that item 19. And the reason for that is it is a big area in the franchise world for litigation. Hey, Mark told me I could make this much money with the franchise and I'm nowhere near making that much money. Well, how did he tell you that? Did he write it on the back of a napkin uh, over a lunch meeting? That's highly illegal. Or did he state something that's in the item 19, that's in the financial performance representation of the FDD? I can talk to you about the numbers as long as they are in that writing. But if they're not in there, then to the letter of the law, we can't really talk about it. Funny little caveat to that law is once you become the franchisee, once you sign that franchise agreement, pay your franchise fee, we can talk about those numbers all day long which is kind of funny, could you imagine investing in a franchise and then we sit down and talk about the numbers and you're scratching your head going, seriously, this is all I can generate with this franchise? What have I got myself into? Now, there are other reasons for that. So we can work on uh, your game plan, your metrics, what have you. But I always found that law kind of comical. So based on the information provided by the franchisor, if they have an item 19, yes, I've got a general concept of how much this, this particular franchise can generate. Still don't have the net margins. Now, again, the, one, the item 19 is the one thing in the disclosure document that is optional. Um, franchisor does not have to include it. These days, more and more franchisors do include it, but that's not always been the case. Back in the day, A lot of franchise attorneys would advise their franchisors, hey, let's avoid the item 19 simply because that is a huge potential can of worms for litigation. If it's in there and your franchisees don't hit the numbers, they're going to drag you into court and say, hey, this franchisor said I can make this kind of money. It's there in writing and we're nowhere near that kind of money. Today, that's gone away a little bit simply because the stress on... Hey, we can present these numbers any way we want to as long as they're factual, as long as we're clearly pointing out which data set we've selected, and as long as we have a good paper trail in that data set, that litigation has been somewhat mitigated. But there are still franchise attorneys that try to get franchisors to shy away from an earnings claim. Some of the reasons a franchisor may avoid putting an item 19 in their disclosure document is one, they just may be a very young and new franchise system. There's just not enough data to speak to it yet. They have too many of their franchisees that are still in their infancy, and they'll opt to, hey, let's hold off for a couple of years, and then let's revisit putting an item 19 in. You know, that's that's a pretty valid reason and not the end of the world. Um, some franchisors will avoid uh, putting the item 19. They may tell you, oh yeah, our attorney says, let's not do an item 19. Again, not the end of the world, but in this day and age, something I would still kind of consider a red flag excuse. Probably the biggest red flag excuse is simply, because we don't have the numbers. (laughs) If the numbers are so bad on their franchisees that they just say, hey, let's not do an item 19, period, um, that is a red flag, and you should probably scratch that franchise off your list. So we're still kinda left with even a good item 19, we're still kinda left with, great, I know what kind of money I can potentially generate, but that's not how much money I can make. How do I really find that out? The answer to that is through a process called validation. Um, I'm gonna be doing a whole another podcast on validation, but in its simplest terms, validation is the process of speaking to other franchisees, checking up on how you doing with this franchisor. Most common questions asked to other franchisees is, hey, are you happy with the decision you made? Plain and simple. If you had it to do over again, would you do it? Other common questions are, do they really back you up in their training and support like they claimed and the biggie, how much money are you making? A franchisee can tell you all day long about the numbers they're making, the money they're making. Heck, they can open their books and show you their P&Ls if they really want to. You ask yourself, well, why can a franchisee do it and the franchisor can't do it? And the simplest answer to that is motive. The franchisor has a vested interest. They want their franchise system to grow. They want franchisees. You're a franchise consultant. They want you to invest in a franchise because they're making a commission. Um, they have motive for you to move forward with that franchise. Same deal with your franchise development manager, which is a fancy word for your franchise salesperson. They're commission-based people as well, and they want you to move forward with that franchise. So they have motive to stretch the numbers, skew the numbers. Uh, not to say they're unethical people and gonna lie to you because more times than not, that's that's not the case. They're, they're you know, giving it to you straight, but they're following the law. Uh, they're the, the category that has incentive to get you on board, which may or may not involve skewing the numbers. So they're only allowed to talk to you about numbers provided it's in the item 19. A franchisee has no motive. They have no vested interest. Whether you become a franchisee with that system or not, has zero impact on their bottom line, most likely. So they have no motive to lie. They have no motive to stretch the numbers, skew the numbers, give you fuzzy math, anything like that. So they are the ones that are allowed to tell you straight up here's how much money I'm making with my franchise. And when I say making, here's how much money I'm putting in my pocket, generally pre-tax, but you know, that's how much money I'm making and they're allowed to tell you that. So even if a franchisor has an item 19, which again, more and more franchisors do these days, look at those numbers, they're important, but also understand that in those numbers, there are other dynamic variables that can swing and have a huge impact on what the true value to owning that business is. So look at the item 19, but don't stop there. Talk to other franchisees and get a very, very firm grasp on what you, the franchisee can really, really make with that particular franchise. That concludes today's podcast of Fran talk. As always, I thank you for tuning in. Uh, Hey, if you're serious about exploring franchises, I'd love the opportunity to work with you. I'm paid by the franchises that I represent, so my services are always free to you, the investor. I may have some great ideas for you. I may not. But One thing I can guarantee you, I will make you a smarter franchise investor, so please do reach out best way to reach me is via email and let's schedule a phone call. You can reach me at mark, M-A-R-C at successfranchiseadvisors.com. Again, that's mark, M-A-R-C at successfranchiseadvisors.com.